0: All right, guys. What is up? We had the MLB Hall of Fame vote come in yesterday. Uh, some pretty interesting news in that. Uh, David Ortiz was the only guy to get in. Uh, Bryson, how do you feel about that? Um, obviously he deserved to get
1: in, but I mean, I would argue that there were some other guys that probably deserved it. Yeah,
0: some of the other guys
1: I mean, that didn't have some more years left,
0: though. So exactly. There's two that do not, unfortunately. They're two, they're two, unfortunately. Not. two big names that do not. Yes. So but the committee did I thought that yeah, it was a. Uh, it was interesting to see them not get in at all. Scott rowland got more time and he was close. Mm-hmm. Todd Helton's got
1: more time, he was close.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a good good chunk of names that people can get in. Yeah. Jeff Cant wasn't as close as I wanted. Probably, mm-hmm. Sammy Sosa got robbed. Yeah, that yep, he was robbed. Uh, I thought Prince. I thought Prince Fielder's percentage was a little low. You
1: know, obviously, we talked about the short career thing. That you know, voters don't like that, so I guess it makes sense. But I would have liked to at least see him stay on the ballot. Two
0: votes, man. 05 percent. Thanks. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, so that was the Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> the other thing we had, um, the Players Association submitted their um, contract of what they wanted, and significant progress was made. I think both sides came to a compromise on at least one issue each. They, they each dropped one, I think, just kind of making some progress there. So,
0: yep, spring, training, Good Mike, start spring on yep.
1: yeah, so – for today's show, we're going to run through the top 10 shortstops. Right.
0: This is a tough one.
1: This was. This is a very tough list. So I, I believe there are many categories of shortstops, right? So we have a range. We're, we're going to start at the top 10. But really, 15 through like eight, I think we could say, are really interchangeable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we're going to start. Go ahead. I'll say you can shuffle those, shuffle those. Any, any way, and yeah. there could be no arguments made. Yeah, so you could say there's a guy outside of his top ten
1: that deserved to be as high as number eight, really. So That said, number ten, we have Trevor Story for the Colorado Rockies. Um, 29 years old, so, like, at the edge of his prime right now. Uh, I think he's still got some more good years in him. Free agent, we all know how that's, you know, going right now. Down year last year wasn't his best. Uh, not, you know, I wouldn't be too concerned about that. You know, no reason he can't bounce back, especially with a new team in a competitive situation. Um, really like seeing the uh, 103 career, excuse me, that was, yeah, 103 OPS plus this year, 113 over the career. So I mean, we all know he's a really good player. I think there's not really a really concern there, despite the down year. Yeah, he he's gonna bounce back. He he's a top ten shortstop easily. Yeah, he's gonna get his money. Um, but, you know, another thing you could say about these top you know eight to fifteen guys these are all all star level players any given year. So like. It's not that you're signing, you know, a guy who's just barely above league average. You're signing an all-star level player here, so that moves us to number nine. We're headed to the south side of Chicago. We got Tim Anderson. So we had a WAR of 4.8. So it's a jump up a little bit from stories. He is a year younger, big batting average guy. You know, I like my batting average. Um, that said, the advanced metrics weren't as kind to him. He's, you know, still good. Um, runs above replacement was 30. That was really nice. Defense is really good for him. Saber metrics, you know, the advanced stats, uh, doesn't walk much, doesn't have much chase rate, which is kind of weird for a guy with a lot of batting average, but we saw this guy play.
0: Um, You know, what did you think of him as a player, Noah? He was pretty good. I mean, he's definitely one of the better players I've seen in person. he really holds that White Sox team together, I think. I think he's the glue, as, a, you know, most shortstops are. But I think him especially, you know, his leadership, the way he plays, he brings in every night. Uh, he really uh, does have a Derek Jeter, leadoff, captain, mm-hmm. holding the team together feel to him, you know, in a sense. Yeah. yeah, he. I mean, he just feels a little different than some of these guys on the, on, on the list. And from it doesn't aspect. necessarily show up in the stats. But like you said,
1: it's that intangible a little bit with him too. Um, Batting average guy. Not the big power guy, but, you know, his play is amazing still. So that moves us to the number eight spot. Again, this is the last guy that fits in that group of eight to 15. And this is Xander Bogarts. A lot of people have him a lot higher. A lot of people think that he's really overrated. There are a lot of really mixed feelings about Xander Bogarts. But the truth is, most people feel really strongly one way or the other. We kind of just stuck him in the middle here. Um, I don't think he fits quite into the the elite level of the one through seven that we have. Um, He had a war of 4.9, so he's our last guy that didn't get to the five level.
0: Um,
1: And just just to tell you, from the eight spot to the seven spot, we have a jump from a war of about five to six. So, everybody here on up basically has a six-plus, so nobody was even in the five range. So, Bogart's man, you know, he's been a solid player, and the thing I like about him, the one thing I give him a lot of credit for is his improvement year to year. Mm -hmm. You know, we saw him come up, you know, get his starting job, and he kind of developed into a star year by year, you know. That said, he is 29. So – I don't know how much further up he could go. And yeah, then he's probably later. hitting that plateau. Yeah. The other big problem with him is the defense is really bad. So, negative five defensive run saved over the whole year and two in the second, excuse me, second percentile in outside of replacements. So that's about as bad as it gets defensively.
0: Yeah. But uh, that is not the worst on the list. I just looked in the uh, out of average percentile. lead yeah you were right well actually hold on now that's no well, it that worst. Yeah. unless looking you're looking at run run saved. i was looking so, at defensive run saved yeah i
1: i don't know which of those two metrics to trust a little bit more i would personally yeah. go with the percentile just because it judges more of your range um and the defensive run saved of the year tests a little bit more like fielding percentage type things. So, yeah. The point is defense is bad, okay? He's a really good hitter. Defense is bad, though. So 28 runs above average. That moves us to number six, a guy who is significantly older, like 34 years old. Uh, before I say his name, I want to – Point out the number jump though here from Bogart's had 28 runs above average. This guy had 43. All right. So we're talking a big jump right here, but this old guy, you probably know who it is already just by stating his age. It's Brandon Crawford, right? This guy has been around since this team was winning, winning world series back in you know 2010, 2012, 2014, all that. Brandon Crawford has been a solid shortstop and he had a breakout year last year. And I am predicting that he could do it again
0: this year, at least to play on that same level. Yeah, I can. I think he can stay the same where he was. Maybe drop yeah, off maybe maybe a little bit, but I don't think it'll yeah, be drastic.
1: Yeah. So the thing with Crawford, Crawford has always been elite defensively. So if you're a young shortstop and you're looking to get better at the game, Brandon Crawford is the guy you want to watch, undoubtedly. That said, his, de- his, uh, Career offense is league average, like OPS plus over at the career, league average 100. But this year, he had a 141 OPS plus, which is insane and is a lot higher than I think that's actually the second highest, third highest on the list. All right. So that was a massive jump for him. He made a lot of changes. This whole Giants team made a lot of changes. I think that could, uh, Last till this year as well. Mm -hmm. So, totally agree. Only concern with him is age, and I'm not that concerned about it. The next guy, it's not much of an age, not much of an age issue here. Uh, We're going to Tampa. Wonder Franco, do you think we put him too high too early in his
0: career? Maybe a little bit. But I mean, the years he's had, I mean, every time he's been on on an MLB field, he's performed to this level. So I don't think so.
1: So he came up halfway through the season, and it like when he first started, it was he was defensively really good, and at the plate was like, yeah, he's average. Yeah. And then towards the end of the year, nobody really noticed, but he just started like progressing. And he ended up putting together a really good year and half a season played. Yeah. So he had a war of 3.5 in half a season. Yeah, that's pretty important. That would be so let's just say let's just say he doesn't play like that the whole year, because that would be a war of seven. Let's just say he gets a war of six easily throughout a whole year. Yeah, that'd be pretty easy for him. That alone puts him in the top eight. He's 20 years old, so like he's younger than us. Yeah. Dang, he's gonna be 21 next year um his offense did come together I kind of mentioned that that was non-existent for him little I wouldn't say non-existent but it was average for him he ended up with an OPS plus of 129 he had 25 runs above average over the first over the second half of the season that'd be 50 or again I'll be a little more generous for the amount of time to just say 45 another really big number for runs above average so, yeah, this guy's going to be a special talent. Um, we talked about him a while back when he signed his big contract, um, how we feel about that. But this guy's going to be a special talent in the league for a while. Oh, yeah. Tampa's got a, Tampa's got he, a keeper there.
0: Yeah, they got a stud down there. And they need that offensively. From yeah, Shifting yeah. away from Schrodinger. They need something
1: offensively down there. Yeah, and this might be it. Should be it. It's a good start, yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, it, it it's one of the pieces of the puzzle that they needed. That I feel like this could be the cornerstone, if you yep. will. They need,
1: offensively speaking. So we will drop just for a moment below the six threshold on WAR for Bo of the Tampa Bay Rays. Wait, Toronto Blue Jays. Sorry, wrong <laughs> wrong, wrong T name. Um. Beau Bichette of the Rays, he had a 5.9 war, so very close, basically six. He's 23 years old, so we're looking at another really young guy. And so he and Franco, in my opinion, are the future of the position. All right, mm-hmm. I know Wander gets all the attention. There are a lot of other guys that are a little more in their prime, that are considered the stars now, and Bo kind of just gets overlooked there. But I feel like Bo also gets overlooked because of his other teammates, you know, in Toronto. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah, they got a good team. A lot of big names.
1: But he looks really good in the numbers category, and he is even better in the metrics. Uh, His average exit velocity, max exit velocity, um, expected Woba, expected batting average, all those things. Like this is a guy who hits over 300. Um, He's been consistent since the day he was called up. You know, just another amazing hitter. Defense is a little concerning, but not the worst on the list. Below average, I would say. Depends on the metric you look at, but yeah. Good stuff in Toronto as well. And yeah, can help yeah. them compete. I don't know what kind of contract he's under. I probably should have looked at that. But um they're gonna want to keep him around. And they're gonna oh, have to sure. they're gonna spend a lot of money though. Cause this guy could very well sneak his way into a into the same tax bracket as, you know, whatever Carlos Correa is going to hit here soon.
0: Yeah, I saw something where the uh, the number one trade that the Yankees need to make this offseason was for Boba They
1: have to give up their whole farm system for that. I mean, like, what are you going to – what are you give a, for a yeah. 23-year-old superstar? Yeah, I mean –
0: Yeah. I mean, it would be good for the Yankees. No doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, it would be a good thing to happen if he could do it. Yeah. but So, I would say five,
1: six, and seven on this list. Bobachette, Wander Franco, Carl Crawford. I think they belong in the same league as the one through four. Mm -hmm. Isn't like the same tier. That said, I don't think you could argue for any of them to be in the top four. Like, they're not that yeah. far behind everybody else, but they're not interchangeable with everybody else. Uh, moving forward, you could start making arguments for everybody having at least a slight case for that number one spot. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, totally so, we move, yeah, so we move to number four, and it is Corey Seager. I think Corey Seager's big drawback was he was injured for half the year. Um, he had a war of 3.7. Again, multiply that by two to complete the year. Let's just say he's going to have around a six, if not a little higher. That's Again, we're looking at that six-plus range is what puts you in this top eight area. Um, He's 27 years old, so he's a little younger than some of the other stars we're looking at that are 28. So he's really in his prime. When he played this year, he had OPS plus of 145. It's about as good as it comes. 24 runs above average for the year. So, again, double it. So, you're looking near 50, probably a little lower. Um, And the advanced metrics really love him. You know, bad defense, but everything else is amazing. He doesn't strike out much. He walks a lot. Average exit velocity, hard hit balls, you know, batting average. It's really good. This is a star, and he's in Texas now. Yeah. Under, under a big contract. Long yeah, Texas. Contract.
0: Uh, Texas is making some moves with these big contracts.
1: Yeah, and Texas fans are concerned about his health. The signing to, uh, you know, a semi-long deal with health problems is their concern. But I wouldn't be worried about that. Just with the caliber of player that he is, um, you know, you look at the uh, look at the Woba for chance for one number. You know, you got Bobuchet and Wander had like three fifty and three forty, and Seager's got a 390. That's a, big so jump. That's, that's a big jump. And you'll see it stay relatively similar, but that's the second highest on this list. Yeah. Yeah. I think you you know, you know take the risk on a guy being injured a lot if he's that good of a player.
0: Yeah, the risk-reward, that you got to tie him. And he wasn't yeah. going to take anything less than what they signed that's him awesome. for.
1: Oh, absolutely not. So that moves us to number three was basically Corey Seager's replacement, and that is Trey Turner. So, yeah, Turner came over from the Nationals. Obviously, he was traded and, you know, played some second base, but I I think he's going to be primarily shortstop this year for the Dodgers. Taylor will probably be at second base most of the time. But this is actually, according to some stats, and according to Fangraphs website itself, Trey Turner is the best pure hitter in the game last year. Period. I know not all the stats love him like that, but according to one source, best in the game, better than Vlad, better than Otani, better than Tatis, better than everybody, best hitter in the game last year. Um, I don't know if I buy into that one stat, but it does give a good representation of how good he really is at least a solid representation of that. So the 6.5 war, again, we're in that six plus range, 28 years old in his prime, another OPS plus uh, in the one forties and another runs above average near 50 at 45 defense above average, really good. 82nd percentile Uh, struggles a little bit with the walks. If anything, that's, that's the only complaint you'd have against him. Um, this is another guy that uh, we did. We see him play. Goodness, was he playing that day when we were there? No, that was after he was gone, I believe.
0: Was it? No, was I think, he was there. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, was, he, he was there. Play. I think. He, yeah, uh, he was one of the guys that did play because. Yeah, yeah, because they were setting up what he did play.
1: Yeah. Um. Obviously, do you not remember there was. An, We'll talk about another player that we saw play that day that was a little more electric than he was. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but one thing I do love about Turner, and when I you know see his highlights and something that always stands out to me that I really enjoy about him, is he is one of the fastest players in baseball. His oh, yeah. sprint speed oh, yeah. is in the 100th percentile. That's as fast as he gets. So not only are you getting a guy who's in the category for best career hitter in baseball, He's also one of the fastest, if not the fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, advanced metrics, he hits the ball hard enough. You know, he's not at like in the ninetieth percentile like some other guys, but he's in the seventy fifth. So, like for a fast guy, that's still for a fast guy that's small, he's hitting it really hard. So that's our number three spot. And again, top four could be you know you could argue number one for any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, we went back and forth on this a decent amount.
0: Yeah, that would be Carlos Correa. Yeah, this one I think. Yeah, we went back and forth for a while on it. Yeah, we did. So Correa is in his
1: prime. He's 27 years old. He had a WAR of 7.2. That's at an MVP level of play. Mm-hmm. Um, his runs above average was 50 defensively he's basically elite um yeah i mean there's like it's hard to point out a weakness with this guy's game and so i think the number one may just be a little stronger than him in some areas like you look at you know maybe i don't know what's that you'd want to pull out like hard hit ball percent maybe he's in the 63rd percentile that's good that's his weakness but You know, he's just not really into the 90th percentile very often. So, consistent player, easily a top two shortstop. You could easily make your argument for number one. He's kind of got, you know, a bit of a scandal on his hands, which, you know, I don't hold him responsible for. Other people do. But he's going to get his money. He's a very good player. He's got a lot of years left. But,
0: yeah, that's Carlos Correa. Yeah, so uh, number one is pretty self-explanatory at this point.
1: Yep, we're headed out to San Diego. We've got Fernando Tatis Jr., twenty-three years old. That's a big thing. We had Bobichet was the same age, but uh, Tatis has just done a lot more. And I think the comparison between Correa and Tatis is that Tatis just does a lot more offensively. Defensively, Tatis is pretty bad. Okay. He has a lot of struggles defensively, but I think you can fix those. Offensively, he's, you know, untouched. His OPS plus was in the one sixties, which is insane. One sixty six. Um, I'm trying to think who was the second closest. Yeah, one one forty six was the best. Was the closest OPS plus to Tatis at one sixty six. So that's a twenty point difference, is absolutely massive. Um, he had a woba in the four hundreds. Yeah, if it weren't for his strikeout rate, his whiff percentage and his defense, he would be up for, you know, best player in baseball. Uh, we were talking about Jose Ramirez like last week the the complete package, but yeah, he's the best shortstop. I'm pretty you know, I don't want to say undoubtedly because Correa is there. Yeah. But yeah. the things the he does too. well. The things he does well, he does better than anyone else in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at his exit velocity, you look at his slugging percent, you look at his sprint speed, look all at his 90, barrel percent. 90, 98. all 90,
0: 98.
1: Yeah, 98 and above, if not 100th percentile. Yeah. Like, yeah. Where he he is elite, he is elite. So, you know, I don't want to focus on his two two weaknesses too much, you know. Just he's an amazing player. He's going to get better. So, that is the top ten. Um, we'll also just run through the honorable mentions very quickly um, just so you know who had a chance at making it into the top 10, who you guys can make arguments for. Some of them are some really interesting players. Um, yeah, put. yeah. You got Nikki Lopez of the Kansas city Royals um, has had some struggles, but this, this guy led the Royals team. And not a lot of people know it. Um, A lot of people think, you know, Salvador Perez, he had, you know, league lead and home runs and RBIs. Nicky Lopez could make the case for being the heart and soul of that team last year in Kansas city. And he's also more of a bright future guy. He's 26 years old and he's just now stepping out to be really good. So I could see him working his way into the top 10 after next season or after the season, after that, probably. Yeah. Maybe a little early to put him in now. Um, jorge polanco big clutch guy another guy who really helps his team he had a war of 4.9 so that was above some of the guys that were even in our top 10 um so twins twins fans if you're getting mad at us for that um he's an amazing player and again another all-star level player um he may move to second base. We're kind of looking at Royce Lewis, one of their top prospects, could move to shortstop. So, you know, but that doesn't really affect this ranking. You know, he is an amazing shortstop this past year. He's going to be an amazing player for a couple of years more. Um, that moves us now to Detroit's new uh, acquisition. No, you want to talk about him, so
0: I don't say anything too mean. Got your bias, yeah. When we were starting to make the list, he was a guy that I kind of thought would be a little bit higher than, uh, you know, what do we have in that 13 and that honorable mention range. I would, he was a guy that I would have thought would have been on the list. But, you know, if you once you start looking at the stats, I, mean, it's, I don't, don't want to say it's obvious, but, yeah, I mean.
1: Again, yeah. like I say, he could easily move into top eight, but it's going to take yeah. a turnaround, and you just never know if the turnaround is going to happen. Or when yeah. it's going to happen. And that exact same thing could be said for the next guy.
0: Yeah, with uh, Lindor. I mean, a lot of people think he's a top five guy. Still. Yeah. I don't and think And again, I think...
1: yeah. I think so. If if Baez turns it around, I think Baez can move up to eight. If Lindor moves it around, if, if, if Lindor turns it around, I think Lindor can move up to top five. So yeah, if Lindor turns it guys. around, he's got a higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lindor's got a higher ceiling. But again, it's just, you know, you're just trying to pick out which guy is more likely to turn it around at this point. So, um, And then lastly, we have a guy that I don't really expect to improve much, but his numbers are on par with all these other guys. His numbers were better than Lindor and Baez, um, and that's Willie Adamas. All right. he actually had a really good year, and it's had a really good career. Um, his OPS plus was 120. That's better than uh, it's better than Nicky Lopez, Trevor Story, uh, Lindor, Baez, uh, Tim Anderson, Xander Bogarts. Like Willie Adams was really good, and he was the heart and soul of a team. Yeah, uh, that's a big thing too. Um, just the amount his team relied on him. So, you know, 15th, you know, you think, wow, that's just league average, not at shortstop. Cause again, league average, shortstop, one good year. You know, some of these other guys have a bad year. That guy's making the all-star game. They have that potential. They're, they have that talent level. So that is our, um, conclusion on shortstops guys. Next week we are going to move into the NL West. Um, we have done a lot of research and we didn't really get to the NL West when we were moving through the divisions at the end of last season, just because the season kind of came to a close before we finished that. So we're looking forward to talking about this division, some very interesting things to talk about. I could talk about the Rockies and the Diamondbacks forever. Of course there's the big name teams that get a lot of attention as well. So make sure to come back next week and also check out our, Other platforms are TikTok and our Instagram and just leave a review on this podcast. Let us know if you enjoyed it. Let us know what we can improve on. So we'll see you guys next week.